busted hundreds of cheaters. And it's time for another one. War of the Roses on KDWB. I'm not sure why it is, but every day before we record War of the Roses, I have a mouthful of food. Yeah, today... Pumpkin seeds. Got a bag of them. Now, they're from Trader Joe's, and they're delicious. They're delightful. Lightly Roasted salted. Roasted and lightly salted. And they're in they're in the shell pumpkin seeds. It was for a bit yeah. we did with Drake. Well, I think that all pumpkin seeds are in the shell. Can you imagine un- unshelling those? Do people do that? No, you buy them. Yeah, I have, like, the... They're, like, brown. I have the just pumpkin seeds. Like, you put them on, like, a salad or something, and they're delightful. Oh, those little things. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, uh, as we were getting ready to hear the story here from Jenny... Not our Jenny, but Jenny on the phone. Let's get to it. Um, pumpkin seeds are all behind us now. Oh, wow. Okay. Jenny, so let's figure this out. You, so he has this guy, Eric. You've busted him, cheated before when you were seeing each other before, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. What no, um, Eric has a history of cheating. We we used to see each other a few years ago, but I found uh, a bobby pin in his washing machine. Um, and I know that that's not his. I've never seen him put a bobby pin. I've never seen any man put a bobby pin in his hair. I mean, in I my mean life. I'm going to guess some guys probably do. But if if you found if you if he doesn't wear a bobby pin in his hair, mm-hmm. then you find a bobby pin in his washer. That's pretty incriminating. What did he say? Because of course you're going to be like, what about this bobby pin? Right. Um, he says he has no idea how it got in there, doesn't know how it could have happened. Maybe it's been in there the whole time, you know. Okay. But um, a couple years, or not a couple years, a couple days later, he I found um, coffee singles in his cupboard. And he has never liked coffee in his life. He hates it. He recoils when he takes a sip of mine like a child. Okay. And I'm like, who's been at your house drinking coffee? And he claims he now drinks coffee. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Love that. So I made him a cup of coffee and I watched this try to choke it down and pretend that he now loves coffee. I can just see this. So here's Eric sitting there on the couch with a mug of coffee and he hates coffee. But he pretended. Well, he had to. What did his face look like when he pretended that he liked this coffee? That obviously that's really incriminating because somebody was over there with coffee. What did his face look like? Oh, my God. It was like a child when a child says that they want to try your coffee. It mm. literally is like he's like his lips are all squinched together. And, you know, like you can tell that it's too hot for him, even though it's not. Like it was the most painful, long experience for him. And the whole time and you, I let him. You, I was going to say you let him because you are a saint. Is it saddest or sadist? Sadist, I think, isn't it? And so you enjoyed watching him suffer, which he deserved. Mm -hmm. But he's drinking this coffee. How long did you let him pretend to like this coffee before you, like, busted him? Oh, we sat there in weird silence for, I would say, about three to five minutes while he just tried to (laughs) chuck this coffee down. I let it go. I, I did. I loved it. You can call me a sadist, a saddest. Maybe I'm both. I don't care. It was hilarious. And so I told him he was full of shit because he looks like a baby. And sure enough, he fessed up finally that he had had his old girlfriend there. He said she had come over and they weren't just hanging out. And I'm like, sure, yeah. Like, she came out, she washed her clothes, and you bought her coffee to keep at yep. the house. Right. Like, yep. Okay. So you broke up a few yeah. years ago when this happened. But now you find yourself, a couple of years down the road, you're back together again. Yes, yes, yes. He, you know, said that he had changed. It was a mistake. And, yes, we are seeing each other again. And I should also say that we do work together. Um, it's one of the reasons we got back together because we okay. were just, like, always around. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But recently, he's been in this pattern of leaving my house at night, and he is not in the mood for sex, which is not like Eric, let me tell you. So the next day, he comes into work, and he is wearing the exact same clothes he had on the day before. Which tells you what? What does that tell you? Because he leaves your house at, let's say, 9 o'clock at night, says, I'm going home. Next morning, 8.30, he shows up at work, same clothes. Yeah, um, that tells me that he went home. He, uh, I mean, he wants me to believe that, like, you know, he went home, he took off his clothes, went to bed, got up and showered and just put on the same clothes. Nobody does like, that. No no, 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 you don't wake up, shower, put on the same clothes that you wore the day before. I mean, maybe the no. jeans once in a while. Yeah, for sure. I'll wear jeans twice in a, d- a row or something like that. But you, you know what's going on. What is actually, what is your theory? What's going on? Oh, he's at this girl's house or someone's house, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like he never went home and he was out all night at, at clearly someone's house unless he was like going on like weird benders. But it's not like he's showing up. He doesn't look, it looks like he's showered and put together, which means okay. that he's showered at someone else's house, you know. So he showers, so, so he's got like, you know, his hair's, well, he's, he's showered. He's like, you know, smells clean, but he's wearing the same clothes. There's a lot yeah. of red flags here. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. else? I mean, is there anything? I mean, that's I like kind that's of enough. enough. He's got the history. Mm-hmm. Some people theorize once a cheater, always a cheater. I don't necessarily believe that's true. I don't true. know. Yeah. And I will say that, but the him not wanting to ever hook up and like leaving at night is like, that's weird to me. But then, yeah. uh, then you add the clothing on top of it. It's like, okay, it feels kind of obvious, but I hope it's not for your sake. Okay. Here's what we can do. We can call Eric. We can spring a trap for him where we'll say, hey, we're going to give you roses if you'll take this survey, customer satisfaction survey from your bank or your cable company, whatever. And then we'll give him the survey, which we fast forward through because nobody cares about that. Uh, And then we'll get to the point where we spring the trap. We say, who do you want to send flowers to? And that's when he will get busted because, well, he might. He might send flowers to you. Or he might send flowers to uh, whoever it is that he's house he's going to their house at night. All of this is brought to you by one eight hundred Ask Gary. Uh, that is our sponsor. But then we also have somebody else who helps us out on War of the Roses. Yeah, and that's Jonathan Vogel from Vogel Family Law. Uh, great guy, great attorney. He's handled thousands of cases over the years, and he can help you out too. Vogel Family Law. We'll talk to him coming up. But first, we'll set the trap on Eric. Back to the War of the Roses on KDWB. Let's recap what's going on on War of the Roses. First of all, she had been seeing this guy, and he had cheated once before. I thought it was kind of funny how she busted him. She's like, okay, why are there bobby pins in your washer? Good question. He's like, I don't know. I don't know. And that's usually a good answer, because if you're lying, you usually, you know, if you really don't know, you really don't know. Mm -hmm. But if you're lying, you usually make up an excuse. Right. So if I say, why are there bobby pins in your washer? And you're lying, you'll be like, duh, a guy came in to repair it the other day, mm-hmm. and he had bobby pins in his hair. So then, all right, that's one thing. Then she finds um, coffee in his yeah. cupboard, and she's like, you don't drink coffee. He's like, duh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. I love it now. I, I love coffee now. So she's like, oh, really? I'm going to make some for you, you son of a bee. So she made him coffee. I can just picture this guy choking it down, acting yeah. like it's yummy, delicious, and he hates it the whole time. Yep. So the latest is, what was the latest that wanted to call in on War of the Roses? Well, he is not, he hasn't been in the mood lately, and he will go home, and they work together, and he'll show up to work the next day, seemingly showered, but wearing the exact same clothes he was wearing the night before. Which tells you what? That he isn't going home. He's staying somewhere else. 
and then putting on his same clothes yep. and then coming into work. He's like, no. So let's find out. Let's make the phone call here on War of the Roses. We'll call this guy and we'll say, hey, you win some roses, which is great. Who do you want to send them to? You send them anywhere you want to. Okay, well, then hopefully he'll pick the right name, yes. not the wrong name. Let's f- find out, make the phone call right now. Then we'll talk to Jonathan Fogel from Fogel Family Law to get his whole take on War of the Roses. I've taken up enough of your time, but I'm going to take up just a tiny bit more because, like I promised in the beginning of the call, we're going to send out a dozen long stem romantic roses for you. You can send them to anyone, anywhere, and just all you have to do is give me a first and last name for who you would like to send those roses to. Okay. Uh, so the person Hi, I, I would to like jump to jump in. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do this. This is like wildly triggering for me and i i honestly i don't even i don't want to know what he's gonna say i just have to jump in here i can't i can't hear him say come on i can't jenny is that you yeah Yeah. what the hell that is that is your well yeah that is your girlfriend jenny what the heck um jenny yeah i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry guys i just like i I thought that i could do this but i can't I understand. He was right there. He was a moment from saying who he's going to send the phone. Let me explain to you, Eric, in, hey, in all what, fairness. What, yeah, yeah. yeah, please, okay. please, someone do explain what the f- is going on right now. Well, we set a trap for you, Eric. It's um, a, a morning show in Minneapolis. I know you guys live in... And she listens to our show, and we do a bit where we try to get a hold of somebody who's cheating, or she thinks they're cheating, and we say, who do you want to send flowers to? And that's when we find out who they send flowers to and whether they're cheating or not. So she was a little bit worried and uh, that you would send flowers to somebody else. Yeah, I was worried, Eric. I literally got the radio's help because you keep lying to me, and there's just like this pattern of you leaving at night and not being in the mood for sex. And I, I, I had to get, I had to get the radio involved because you keep lying to me. And so, Eric, let me. I, who were you going to say? You were going to say my name, I, right? Yes, of course, I was going to say your name. Also, I don't understand why you thought you had to get the radio involved. And I don't think the problem is that I'm lying to you. The problem is that you can't believe me for whatever reason. Well, Just the because reason. I want to have sex up every single every night day at doesn't work. mean I only have so many clothes for work, and I don't do laundry as often as you do. I've explained this to you before. I don't know why you thought you had to get radio people to ambush me i'm glad you at least had enough sense to like jump in and say hey i know that he's gonna say my name we don't need to do this anymore because of course i was gonna say your name well now we'll we'll never know we'll never know we'll never know jenny if you're happy with that you know what the war of the roses is for you i mean it's a service for you we get to listen in but if that's what you wanted to do then that's definitely what you did yeah i don't know i'm just sitting at work right now and if he had said someone else's name like i don't know like i don't know what i would have done like i feel like i just would have gone in there and like really just like i don't i i don't know what i would have done and so like i'm sorry that i had to jump in but i'm just like really anxious and this is really triggering for me and eric like i i just like don't even know like if i can trust you but like we just need to talk about this later well i think the thing is it's okay like- can we can we not talk about this on the radio then this is a private conversation we need to be having when probably should have already had by now what? No, I want you to talk. God, yeah, I hate kidding. when they so want to take. I hate when they want to make something personal, private. Uh, that is not what War of the Roses is all about. God. So then we go to Jonathan Fogel, who basically will tell us tales from stories that he's heard uh, without really revealing any information. So uh, Jonathan Fogel from Fogel Family Law is our um, uh, attorney consultant. When you hear War of the Roses, a lot of the time Jonathan will be like, "Oh yeah." 
I got a story about coffee. Do you have a story about coffee on War of the Roses, Jonathan? You know what? It just so happens I do. First anyway. of all, I love the fact that you say, I hate when people take something that's personal and make it private, right? Yeah. That's so, you know. Um, I don't like that. Yes, I do have a story. <laughs> I, I actually had a case. This was years ago. I think I had told you about this once before, but uh, where the mother in this case would give their five-year-old coffee disguised as hot chocolate and then send the five-year-old back to dad's house Jeez. all hopped up on caffeine. Jeez. Why? Why would they do that just to, like, take a dig at dad, make the night rough for dad? Yeah, I think, you know, look, this is probably no surprise, but sometimes people don't like each other yeah. when they get divorced, right? Isn't it funny how and they do things, you know, they do things that are terrible. And, and so this was one of those cases where the mom actually was bragging about doing that to a friend, and the friend thought it was so horrible, yeah. which it is. She went to the dad and said, this is what she's doing, and you got to stop this from happening. That's awful. That is crazy. Terrible. Let's let's talk about Halloween. Right around the corner, there's tips for divorced parents to ensure a happier Halloween for the little ones. Jonathan, what? Yeah, I mean Halloween. Halloween, Yeah, Halloween is you know it's such a special time, such a fun time for kids, and so I have four tips for divorced parents to make Halloween good for their kids. Right. So one number one is don't hold a costume hostage, and what I mean by that is this is a really special night. Make sure that if you share the costume, right, that if you buy it, make sure it goes to the other parent. Don't hold that costume and say, "Well, no, you got to get your own costume." It's not about you and the other parent; it's the kid's costume. Make sure you're not uh, keeping that from them. Mm-hmm. Okay. The sure second thing. Yeah. Second thing is share the event if possible, right? If there's a parade at school, you should both attend. If you're capable of trick-or-treating together, you know, without any acrimony, go ahead and do that. But if you're not able to do it together, at the very least, take a couple pictures of your kid in the costume and send it to the other parent. That's, yeah. that's a nice gesture. That is, yeah. I can't Third imagine thing is, a parent, I'm just going to say, I can't imagine a parent yeah. being rotten enough to say, yeah, little Jennifer, we're going to go trick-or-treating. You're going to be, you know, a princess or whatever. You're going to be like Iron Man, and uh, I'm not going to send any pictures to your dad because your dad is an a-hole, and I'm not <laughs> going to, and you are not going to your dad's to trick-or-treat because your dad. But parents do things like that. Yeah, they do. They, they do. It. They, the stuff that they do is really um, not good for the kids, and to just... Something small enough, just a little gesture of taking a picture can go a very long way. Okay, good to know. All right. Third, The, the third thing is making new traditions, right? If it's not your year for trick-or-treating, find something else to do. Maybe the night before, like mm-hmm. carving pumpkins with your kids or watching a, a fun movie or making Halloween cookies or something like that that makes them understand that it's okay that you're not with me for trick-or-treating. We're going to do something really fun during our time together. Yeah. Okay. And the last thing, and I think this is the most important, is giving your child permission to be happy. So if it's not your year for trick-or-treating, don't tell your child how much you're going to miss them or how hard it is that they're not with you. Because what that tells them is that they should feel bad about having fun Mm -hmm. with the other parent. Right? So give them that permission to be happy. Tell things, tell them things like, hey, I'm so happy that you're going to be going trick-or-treating. I can't wait to hear all about it. I'm so excited for you. That's the kind of thing, the message that you should be giving to your kids during Halloween. 
Okay, I get it. Even though it's hard to do, it's like, yeah, I'm not going to see you from today all the way until like two days away, and yeah. I miss trick or treating. But it's hard to, but you know, it's better for the kid to say, hey, go have a good time instead of like, mom's going to miss you and you're going to be with that creep of a dad of yours. <laughs> God, uh, so dramatic. All right. Dave, you're such a dramatic ex-wife. I really am. What's funny is that is Jonathan not only is like a legal expert on all the ins and outs of legalities, but he's got enough experience to help you with things like, you know what, my partner's being really difficult, or I don't know how to handle this Halloween or birthday party. He's got some advice on that, too. To get advice, a free consultation from Jonathan Fogel from Fogel Family Law. Uh, all you got to do is go online, FogelFamilyLaw.com, and there's a phone number on there. You can set up a phone conversation, a meeting in person, a Zoom call, whatever works best for you. Fogel, F-O-G-E-L, FogelFamilyLaw.com. Jonathan, what are you going to be for Halloween this year? You know, I'm actually going to be, we're going to a Halloween wedding, and we're dressing up as the characters from Encanto, and I'm actually going to be Bruno. <gasps> we don't talk about Very you. Excited. We don't talk about you. I know, no then. talking about it. Yeah. No talking about it. <laughs> How easy of a joke is that, Fallon? I don't care. Can... Who's... Who's your, is, what's your girl, is it your girlfriend, what is she going to yes. be? Yeah, Michelle is going to be I, one of the other characters. I can't remember which character from the uh, from the show. And then um, her daughter is going to be the main character Mirabelle. from the, okay. the show. Yes. So okay. we're very excited. A Halloween wedding, what's better than that? No that kidding. Sounds, that, you know what, that's a fun couple right there, the ones who do Halloween wedding. I love that. <laughs> that was fun. All right, Jonathan, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week on War of the Roses on KTV. All right. You take care. See you next week. All right. Have a good one. Uh, Fogelfamilylaw.com for your free consultation, F-O-G-E-L.